Barry Soper, political editor, is with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. So Calvin Davis has finally commented. Well, it's extraordinary, isn't it? That um, Look, I heard the interview that you had on with the um, Oranga Tamariki chief executive, Chappi Takani, last night. And I was appalled, as I'm sure many of your listeners were. I just couldn't believe it that uh, essentially he wouldn't tell you anything. He wouldn't even say whether he knew the case workers who were dealing with the case here in Wellington. And there was silence from the beehive, as we know. Um, uh, certainly Calvin Davis wasn't prepared uh, to come on your programme. Uh, so um, cross to today, and Jacinda Ardern was in Northland, and she did a stand-up with Calvin Davis, um, who was standing behind her in a face mask. I don't know whether he's uh, realised that face masks are no longer required, but nevertheless, he had one on. Um, and not one question came their way, um, or, or more particularly Calvin Davis's way, concerning the tragic death of Malachi, um, considering he's the minister in charge of Orangatamariki. Uh, he was asked later, though, uh, no doubt at the urging of uh, frustrated newsrooms, um, he said, there's a lot of change going on at Orangatamariki and um, uh, a lot has happened in the last 11 months since Malachi's death. Well, I'd jolly well hope so, although we don't know what's happened. Um, there apparently um, was an agreement, he says, with the family that uh, they uh, wouldn't approach them until after Boshia's, the chief ombudsman's damning report was delivered. So um, uh, he said that uh, Orangatamariki has to own it, and of course they do. That's an understatement. Uh, yeah. They, in fact, um, if they had intervened when they should have done, then maybe uh, little Malachi would be alive today. Um, and the review of itself that's being carried out at the moment, and I find it incredible that uh, it's uh, 11 months since Malachi's death. Uh, you would have thought they would have carried out a review by now and put in place a safer system. Well, that'll be released, according to Calvin Davis, within the next few weeks. Yep, a couple of weeks, apparently. Um, Grant Robertson's clearly keeping his options open, isn't he, to give us tax cuts at the next election? <laughs> well, you know, it's an election year budget, isn't it? Um, and even though uh, certainly he hasn't said he will, he hasn't said he wouldn't, um, and I reckon that what will happen is if he does, if he's of that mind, then uh, the tax cuts that may be on offer won't kick in until after the election. It's an old election ploy, as you well know, Heather, that uh, a government says, uh, vote us back into office, and this is what you'll get. You remember, yeah. um, uh, of course, Grant Robertson was part of the Clark government, and he was working in Michael Cullen's office at the time, and uh, they looked as though they were going to lose the 2005 election, and on the eve uh, of the election, uh, what came out of the bag? But interest-free student loans, and it's been said that Grant Robertson was behind that. So, you know, he's not averse uh, to offering lolly when it comes to election. Yeah, too right. Have we got the Indian Foreign Minister here, by the way, at the moment? Yes, it's the first visit of an Indian Foreign Minister since uh, 2001, so it's a long time. And I remember, look, back in 2016, I was in India with uh, John Key. And at that time, you may remember here that there was a lot of talk about a free trade agreement with India then. And, uh, in fact, uh, in April this year, the Australians got a free trade agreement. Red meat is a big issue with the Indians. Uh, They need it. Uh, We could, of course, supply it. But uh, it seems that we're no longer interested in it because um, Nanaya Mahuta, after meeting him, uh, she said today that they're expanding, expanding the relationship and cooperating in new areas like climate change, of course, 
and sustainable agriculture. Um, so uh, they will be changing um, immigration settings, though, she says, to attract high-skill migrants with a clear pathway to residency uh, for hard-to-fill roles. And uh, she believes that'll come in the uh, dairy farm manager area in the ICT roles, but no mention of uh, any talk of uh, possible free trade agreements uh, down the track, which is a bit unfortunate. None, none at all? None, none at all today, no. And, um, mm. you know, this is a populous country. And That's the free, I mean, there, that is the free trade agreement we actually need, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But it looks as though, and uh, uh, Damien O'Connor has been quoted in saying this, our trade minister, that the FTA with Britain's more important and so is the one with Europe. Sorry, get one with India and uh, it's like having one with China. Yeah, too right now you're talking. Barry, thank you for that. Barry Soper, political editor.